2: We're back, baby. Charity Straw pitch of free throws because they are free. Fisher, Tesoplis, Snacks Crider, May 10th, Wednesday, Daily Stripe. Um, I mean, I guess I could kick it off. Depressed, disappointed, confused. A lot of emotions I felt yesterday. I I feel like I'm in a position that I don't like being in as a fan, and I would love to get your guys' take on it because quite frankly. And I hate to like. I don't mean this in a bad way. You guys have been in this position more than I've been in this position, where I'm ready to fire a head coach, where I'm because I've never really. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't mean to be. I didn't mean for it to be a jab. But typically, look, I'm. I've never been like, all right, fire Bill in football, baseball. It's like, all right, it really has to go sour for me to really call for like the skipper's head. I'm more like transactionally, more front office. Basketball, I've I loved, you know. You're talking about I, Joe
0: Mazzulla here? Okay.
2: Yeah, be, I am. I am talking about Be an, be about an
0: objective him. NBA fan here. Be how you are with every other team besides the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And would you, Josh Fisher, be calling for a coach's head after their first season of coaching when they've never had a head coaching position before? Would you we, do that?
2: We've seen that before.
0: No, I'm not saying well, we, we've we seen that or haven't seen that. I'm asking you, you, how do you feel about that? Because typically you are the type of guy that has a little bit of leeway. So I just want to I want to throw that out there.
2: I would say yes, from what I've seen from this Celtics team, and the end of games, starting games. Look, dude, why is Jalen Brown really like? Why does he go for nine to eleven points in the first quarter, and then we pretty much don't see him for the rest of the game? What happens? Why does Jason Tatum start every game? O of seven now. Why do we? Why can't we hold on to a lead? Well, that's why not, is he not calling not timeouts when he should him- be? Him not hitting shots isn't Missoula. Marcus Smart came out and said the offense is random. So now everyone's queued in on it, and we're looking at it and going, you know what? They really don't have much of an offensive game plan. They really don't have much of an adjustment.
0: You told me the last time we were on that you didn't mind that, that it was random in the sense, and this is the way that Marcus Smart framed it. When he said, yes, he said it was random, but he said it, it was an offense where guys step up and we look for the open shot where it's not necessarily like okay Tatum has to take 24 shots and Brown has to take 17 and I'm allowed to take 13 a game like it's not like that it's pass find the open man cut okay late in the shot clock maybe we then rely on Brown or Tatum to break a guy down if they're in the one-on-one situation if Tatum gets doubled we attack four on three like they their offense is predicated upon making the right basketball play
2: it is and i don't mind that necessarily but i mind it when it's not working And it didn't work in game four and it didn't work in game five. And so, but where's your, where's your adjustment though? You have Jason Tatum who in a whole nother animal is supposed to be this esoteric, you know, one of the great Celtics, one of the top scorers in the league. And yet he's having a very, I guess he ends up with, you know, good, you know, box score numbers. But he's having very slow starts to game. You have another player in Jalen Brown who's supposed to be an All NBA level player, who's supposed to be an All Star. He has unbelievable starts to games. Yet we're sitting there at the end of games, and like I'm, I'm texting our friend Brandon, and I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I'm even on Twitter. I don't, I'm not even that big of a tweeter, you know. Uh, and I'm like, wh- he has eleven shots like halfway through the fourth quarter. It should be eighteen. He's, he's 7 of 11. Like, Why does he not have 18 shots? Why is Missoula – I get that he's trying to find the open look, but Horford at that point with the open looks is 0 of 7. Brown should have at least 18 shots at that point. You should be working to your scores. If the open shot and the best basketball move is not working and these other guys that you're relying on can't hit, where's your adjustment as a head coach? And there isn't any. And well, that's okay. why I'm frustrated. And the defense, by the way, which our team is built on – Has been lacking severely, and you know
0: that 100%. I I do know that. Yeah, y'all gave (laughs) up 150 to me to take it out on you, but I'm pissed. No, I look Brown and Tatum, I get what you're saying. They combined for 60 points, okay? That's more than their points per game average in the regular season. Now, let me let me say something about the 76ers Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey combined for 63 points. There's your difference, and it is why. Basketball is a team sport and not an individual sport. James Harden also had, he had 17, he had 10 plus assists. They are getting more in these important games, crucial playoff games from the other guys. Horford is a guy who who we were praising up until last night's game. I mean, he had a goose egg. He had zero points. That can't happen. You have to have other guys step up and they just didn't have other guys step up. And I get what you're saying. Like you want to fall. You want to fall and it, it, if you're going to fall, you want to go down swinging and you want it to be your two best guys to take the most shots. I get that. And you would rather Tatum and Brown shoot you out of a game than rely on those other guys. But that has been their identity the entire season. And it is incredibly difficult after playing 82 regular season games. And at this point, what they played an additional 10 playoff games. Sure. I don't know the, I might be wrong on the exact number there.
2: They're about to be you, 10.
0: You, you build habits, man. You, you build it. habits. That it's really, really hard to shake those in, in the, the flip of a switch. I get that. It's the I players do. and the coaches. This is a coach who, like, I get what you're saying, and I think that there have been a lack of adjustments, but it doesn't mean that he can't grow as a coach. It doesn't mean that he's as good of a coach as Ime Udoka. I'm not saying that he is, but it's just it's a major pain point for this team because there's also the conversation in the background that is – one, Doris Burke, I see, post something today. I guess she said it either last night or, or this morning. Hey, Jalen Brown's he's he's closed the gap a lot on Jason Tatum. It's kind of hard night in, night out to see who is the best player on this Celtics team. And two, that Jalen Brown has also been rumored to not be on the Celtics, especially if they get knocked out in the second round. So you have all those factors that are being included into what's going on with the narrative of this team. But... Ultimately you 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 lost on your home court in a game that was a, a must win. And and yeah. that's, that's that's the that's... reality of it. But I don't think that like heads have to roll, do they? I don't know. I'm
2: not See I am the youngest hire of all time. What? Is he the youngest coaching hire of all time? He was I think he's up there. I think it's a good question. I remember him he might be. I don't remember what the, the headline the, was at the beginning. Looks of the like season. there's three I...
1: guys on your roster that are either his age or older than him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's a young – I'm just saying, like, it's very disheartening to be the higher seed, to be in a position where there is no Milwaukee Bucks. So once again, you don't have to face what many people felt to be had Milwaukee been healthy last year, they would have knocked us out. We all felt that way. So you don't have to see Milwaukee. Yes, you have to maybe see Jimmy Butler, who's you know score earth playing the best basketball. But I, the, you know, the, I'm I'm anticipating, and I could you know eat my words in a couple weeks that clock's going to strike midnight and we're going to see pumpkins soon for that Miami Heat team. I think. Well, the, I mean, look,
1: I think you could be losing this series to the Heat, right? At least you're losing the series to the Sixers. You know, I mean, it's it's the MVP of this season and James Harden. Like, it's not like you're losing to an eight seed. And I understand it's not like the series is over either I mean you could right. go off and
2: win two more games they're both at home right no one's in philly we're going to philly Next right now philly. so I'm here's what here's my biggest issue and yes he's a young coach and yes I'm the I'm being uncharacteristic and I'm being very being a major bostonian right now and I'm letting the headlines and the tweets and the conversations also with my good. friends it's, <laughs> it's good also get to like, it
0: back to your fake roots it's good
2: you also like one of the <laughs> One of these games that are totally flipped the other way. I mean, you lost one game by one shot. That's my point, though. That's like my point, dude, is like we've had such an issue closing games. We've had such an issue from our best players starting games. It's been the same narrative. It was the same narrative in game four and game five. In game four, we were lucky to have come back in that game. Game five, they closed the door on us. Even like when the announcers got a little excited at the end of the game and Peyton Pritchard with like a minute 50 rips that three from the wing and it's like if he hits it, we're down nine. Bring the starters back in. It's like they had closed the door on us. They dominated us from tip to finish in that last game. I don't know. Maybe he needs – In an ideal world, if we were just if this was four years ago and he was young and these guys were young and we were just starting out, it's like, hey, like this is our first taste of the playoffs. We haven't made it to the finals. We're trying to get there and he could be the guy of the future and we have time for him to marinate with these guys and grow. That's one thing. But like we're saying, Jalen Brown might be out the door. And like we're saying, you don't know who the best player is on a given night. And I don't disagree with that. I don't think that this is
1: necessarily his fault, though, like like toss saying like first year head coach like that it's rare and the fact that he is in the playoffs is already something that's that's awesome for his experience and for him to grow as a coach but it's also not his fault that brad stevens decided to to move on from head coaching and that ime adoku had the uh, the fair and all those you know r- ridiculous scandals that happened and he had to he had to be the guy you know like he yeah. just got thrown into the mix you know it's not like something that i'm sure that he was expecting at his age but he has to take the an opportunity and look. I mean, I think winning a playoff series in general, as a first-year head coach, being this young, is already a success for him. And I understand that Jalen Brown might move on, and you know that you have this young core. But like, there were other things that added to it for him to to be thrown into the situation that are out of his control.
2: I understand that he's not going to get. He probably won't get fired. It's just a very he's not different, get fired. But no. he's. A, it's a it, look. His. It, this is a team that went to the finals last year with the first year head coach. Yeah, but it was like. Imei Ime is not like this. He's he's a young well, guy. Imei was
0: not, but he wasn't 34. And he had a lot more. Well, one, he had more experience as an NBA player himself. Yeah. And he also was under Pop's tutelage for a long time. Also, like, I'm not. You, I'm just. Said... M- Missoula's 34, by the way, Nick. You're right. He is the youngest head coach, except that he, of all NBA history, he shares that with another head coach this season, Will Hardy, who would have been the guy if he hadn't gone from Boston to Utah. So, like, either way, they were going to be having a 34-year-old head coach. Do I think Will Hardy is a better head coach than Joe Missoula? We have a small sample size, but I would lean towards Will Hardy, what he did with that Jazz team, completely outperformed they and outkicked their
2: coverage. on paper. Right, and you're also you're also saying
1: that Eme gets to the to the finals last year as a first head coach. Did he win? No, he didn't look, win. Because because you're you're one game away from being in in the conference finals, right? And one series away from. I'm sure if you make to the conference finals, you're getting to the finals again. But are you going to win? Does it matter at the end of the day? Getting to the finals versus winning, because I mean that's just a blemish, right? I mean, and we're looking at Eme at his career. I mean. He's been coaching since 2012. You know, he's been playing since professionally since 2000. And, you know, there's a wealth of playoff experience there as a player and a coach, not something that Joe Mazula's had.
2: I I don't – you guys are all right. I'm just simply saying looking at this in a vacuum where our team is right now, this is a team that is expected to win. This is a team that we were up to one The no timeout call at the end of game four – was a bad move. The lack of adjustment into game five shows growing pains. And look again, like he's going to get another shot. I am just very frustrated. I wish he had more experience. I wish he was able to do these things. And I understand what you're saying. It's tough for a team to adjust. And I know we are very basketball, like find the best basketball move first. And I get that to me though it's just where this team is at now. And it's unfortunate he wasn't supposed to be in his position, but where this team is at now, it's kind of championship or bust, or we're looking at Jalen Brown having to move on. And that disheartens me based off conversations we've had this week of like, Hey, like there's really not much out there. There's not a lot of teams that are going to be looking to ship and sell.
0: But I I do think that like, we don't know. None of that is certain in regards to Jalen Brown for sure moving on or wanting to move on from the Celtics because he has also said in interviews, Tatum's my guy. And like, I could see us playing our entire careers together. So it has
2: nothing to do with Jason. It has everything. He doesn't hate, he hates the city. He hates the fans, which I don't blame him necessarily for. Like, we're notoriously the. And it sucks. It. And we've did, and we've discussed. I think we discussed this in a previous show. It's brutal, and Boston probably has more than, more than most that certain fans ruin, like a ten percent of the fans ruined for the rest of the ninety percent, and ruined for the city, ruin it for an organization. And it could be higher in Boston. It could be twenty percent, thirty percent, even. Yeah, I don't know. But for the real fans who love Jalen and Jason playing together, and want to see them at their best. And, yeah, I mean, Jalen Brown, yes, they combined for 60-something points. But Jalen Brown, like, he hasn't had that game of, like, four. Neither has Jason. They haven't had that 40-plus point game. And, look, could they go into Philly? And Could I be eating my words with a spoon? I'd be happy to tomorrow night. I'd be happy sitting here tomorrow night at 7 p.m. and going, oh, my God, both guys went for 30-plus. Smart played excellent defense on Maxi and, or- and Orhard. And Derek White proved why he was an all-defensive player. And we're going back to the garden for a game seven. And you're right, Nick. You bring up probably one of the best points. Philly's got the MVP; they have the best player on the court, and Harden's been unbelievable this series. Sands one game, so look, it's a lot a of pressure. Has
0: an, has an MVP award? Yes, so.
2: it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. It's just very frustrating to see some of these coaching yep. growing pains in a team for a team that should be competitive for an NBA championship.
1: Sixers might win the whole thing. They might. They might. I want to be shocked. So you might, honestly, you just might be. You just might be in the war path. You never know. Yeah. But like you said, two more games left. Two big games tonight. Are the Knicks going home, and are the Warriors going home?
0: Well, I, I, I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about fan bases that turn on you real quick. Go look at Nick's Twitter right now. Not Nicky Snacks' Twitter, but I mean, go look at Nikki's. But Snacks also Twitter. look at mine too. <laughs> yeah, good content out of there. <laughs> But go to New York Knicks Twitter right now, and they are so quick to turn on on their team. I I unfortunately um, do believe that the Miami Heat are going to close this series out, whether it's tonight or in the next game uh, in Miami. I think they. I have the most certainty that they will be advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: This is not going past six games. I'm with you. All that being said. I'm not picking against. I won't pick against the Knicks at the Garden. I have to have. I know like guys come in there and they play some of their best basketball at the Garden, but I have to have faith that this New York Knicks team can pull it together and get one at home and make this interesting. And there's no shot in how I'm picking against Steph Curry at, in a winner, you know, win or lose, lose it all type situation at home. I can
0: not picking against Steph Curry. That's the issue. It's these other guys like Steph's been great.
2: AD. It's LeBron. Yes. Yeah, That's been no, great. But I'm not but even I, talking
0: about the Lakers. I'm talking about the other guys in the Warriors. Like, I mean, someone you're... else help him out.
1: Like Steph had 31, 10 and 14 last game. They still lost.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't shoot great. He was 40% from the field, but so was LeBron. And but my point being is that. Yeah, exactly. What, what Nick's the stats point out. He's been epic all playoffs long. Jordan pool had zero points. Thompson terrible had 11 points last game like someone step up and help this guy out and make this an interesting series because this is not the series that I want between LeBron and Steph I don't want it to be the I don't care if the Lakers win I'm not saying like I, Steph has to win this series or anything like that but I would much rather go to 7 and, and come down to the last game and be incredibly exciting than the Lakers as a team have just walked all over the Warriors and that be the story of this series
2: well, they don't have yeah. an answer on offense or defense for Anthony Davis. And and to your
1: point of other guys having to step up for Steph, other guys are stepping up for LeBron, like oh. Lonnie Walker last game. Like where'd that come from? <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I'll say this uh, to my point though. I know I'm not like the other guys have to step up, step up and Steph is doing all he can. I still resonate with th- them as a team. Clay, Draymond, Steph, and their bling. I'm going to ride them at home to not get bounced. And if they do, then you want to talk about Warpath. I'll ride with we, – we gave our power rankings yesterday, Toss. Nick, we gave our power rankings of teams left in the playoffs, and I said the Lakers might be one. The Lakers come or into Nugget. Golden State. Or Nugget. Yeah, that's what Toss said. If the Lake, But to me, though, if the Lakers come into Golden State tonight and they beat that ass and they knock them out in a gentleman's sweep, I'd be hard pressed and I'll put them at one. And you might get a Jokic. I mean, dude, Jokic was unbelievable last night too. Like they they're they're dang, he's dangerous, man.
0: Yeah, understatement of the century right there.
2: He's he's lethal.
0: Yeah. I and mean has I would the triple du- triple double record for centers <laughs> in the in the playoffs.
2: Never made a finals, by the way. So he's yeah. even gone that far. When you guys would you guys want to see Embiid versus Jokic? Would that be like an awesome finals for you guys, or would that be slightly underwhelming?
0: No, I think it would be epic. It definitely wouldn't be underwhelming. I just would hope that like the narrative would – like, I would hope that it was about basketball.
2: Not about cities.
0: Yeah. But it would or, be really, really cool. Or
2: about me. what? What else were you getting at? Well, I just Reserve. don't
0: want like it, it to become like this, like race war. Really, okay. like, that's not yeah. what it's about. Between even between those two guys, that's what what it wouldn't be about. I like, think Embiid it, I th- won the award. It meant so much to him. We saw him celebrate on the court in Philadelphia. That was an awesome moment with Arthur, his son, coming out. Um, but that's, I mean, that's where I'm leaning to right now. Is like I want to see Jokic and Embiid. I want to see two of the best big men that we have had the pleasure of watching in our lifetimes. And we've seen some incredible big men. We, we got to watch Tim Duncan. We got to watch Dirk Nowitzki. We got to watch Shaq. We got to watch Dwight Howard when he was prime Dwight in in, uh, in Orlando. Like, we have seen some incredible big men. Um, Pau Gasol, obviously, what he did. Kevin Garnett. Like, we've been spoiled. And, and the, the two of these guys, plus Giannis, who I know, Josh, for the longest time, you know, when he was first kind of getting to the apex – you were like he's a center. He's a center. He's essentially Shaq. Like let's be honest about it. And you're, you're right. Um, even though you know when he plays with Brook Lopez, of, co- of course they're, they're running two big men out there. But, um, these guys and what they do offensively, especially Jokic, with his ability to make others around him better, and especially with Embiid, with his ability to be truly unguardable because he has, the innate aspect. Of one being able to get to the free throw line whenever he wants, and also hit free throws, which there haven't been a ton of bigs that have hit at the clip that he hits at. Dirk, mm-hmm. yes. Jokic, yes. Um, but AD. I would love. T- Ad, yeah, I would love to watch those two guys go at it. And I also think the Harden element, and then the Jamal Murray comeback story. All- Porter
2: Porter Jr. comeback story.
0: Yeah, I just he's become like narrative-wise. I'm just not enthralled with with him. It's he's a shooting. How about the Aaron
2: Gordon, think. Tobias Harris, maybe being better than people ever gave them credit for a narrative. Yeah, Doc that, Doc that, Rivers that, narrative. Mike Malone narrative. Michael
0: Malone. Doc Rivers. I, yeah, I mean it's it would be awesome. But of course yeah. you've got LeBron and AD. So that's that's I think just the, as good of a story if LeBron ends up in the finals as well. And same thing with Jimmy Butler.
2: Yeah, I won't harp on this, but I do think. I think race has played a small part in the way that Jokic has been portrayed in the media. And I have no problem saying that in my mind. I think that he, I think what we saw with Perkins was just light shed on him the way that some people feel back in a month ago, two months, a month and a half ago. And I'm, I'm with you. I hope it's not that. And I hope that these guys, I hope these guys are just seen from a pure basketball standpoint because they're both pretty different and they're both equally dominant. Um, But that'd be an awesome finals. Uh, One guy who corrected Kendrick Perkins, JJ Redick. When that all went down, he, he stuck up for just basketball as a whole. has been interviewed for the head coaching position for the Toronto Raptors. Do you want to see Redick do it? Can he do it? Is it a good move on his part?
1: I would say I don't don't want to see it. I'm with you. Because, Because I, I think that he has done such an amazing job in the media and that he has created such a great brand for himself off the court that I don't want to see that get blemished, you know, and I don't want to see that tarnished because look, we see all the time, like guys hop into coaching because they have a wealth of playing experience and then they're just not a good coach and they go to a situation. I mean, the Raptors are a better situation than most, right? Like,
2: Mm. sure.
1: I mean, they're, I don't necessarily see them winning anything in the next couple of years, but they could turn it around pretty quickly. I think. But I I just I would rather see him continue to go on the path of being an absolute rock star when it comes to being in the media and seeing how high he can go there. Because right now I think he's at the top of the game when it comes to NBA personalities. But can he really get to the point of big sports personalities, not just talking NBA as well? You know, getting his own, you know, Colin Coward type love and you know Dan Patrick love. Like I think he's up there already, and I really just don't want to see that tarnished.
0: Yeah, interestingly, if you think about how much money he could make doing each thing, he could make more money as a media personality than he can totally. as a coach. without a doubt. Um, so if he goes the coaching route, it to me is an indicator that it's something that he's wanted to do for a really, really long time, um, and he just took a, a different way of getting there. And that it's admirable. It's a really stressful job. I can imagine it's slightly less stressful than having to be a media personality and the core kind of like work that you have to do is the research, right? Which of all the people that are out there talking hoops, JJ definitely does the research. Um, I d- Yeah. I mean, it's, it's whatever he wants. I think he, I think he could be a good head coach. Um, I think I, I would expect he'd take a step back. Like he wouldn't do like the Draymond situation where he's playing in a playoff series, but he's also like going home and podcasting about it. Um, maybe he well, I don't think you can I, I think it's yeah. little I mean, different some, if you're a coach, right? Wires get crossed a little bit and there's, some, you lose that. I yeah. feel like
2: you're saying it's like, look, if he always wanted to be a head coach, then he'll do this. This was his yeah. dream to become a head coach. And you know what? Like look where he's played. Look at all. He's been on a multitude of teams. He's been with good coaches. He's been with bad coaches. He was coached by what some consider the greatest coach of all time at Duke. So he maybe more so than anybody has had a wealth of experience and can take the best and learn from the worst from a lot of guys. Uh, But I'm with you, Nick, like. He's done such a number already in this in this space, and I, I don't think he's hit the mountaintop. I think if he if he could be a head coach now, he could be a head coach in two years. He could be a head coach in three years. I yeah. think what he's built like, there's no reason he can't be the McAfee of basketball. There's no reason, and he already is close to that. I would say there's and no he's still reason.
0: Young, he... he's still young. To y'all's point, I will say like like d- don't get it twisted. This is not the first coaching position that he has been offered. Like, no. you know, he had a seat next to Coach K. If he wanted it after he retired from the NBA, no doubt. I mean, look at look at who Coach K, when he was coaching, surrounded himself with. Shire was on the bench. Nolan Nolan Smith Smith Smith. was on the bench. Like that that's what they do there. And so I I imagine that this isn't the first time he's been approached. Um, maybe, you know, he just interviewed to to see what that was like and see what to get more information so that he can take it to the podcast. I do think he's he's opened such a window. And the perspective is so unique coming from him when he talks to NBA players, when he talks about NBA players, he, he does have, more, he does, he hasn't summited yet. There's, there's still more room for him to grow, but I do think he's definitely like blazed a trail and we've already seen it with other guys, like creating their own content and doing a yeah. similar thing that, that he is doing with his show. Um, so maybe he feels like the space has been opened up and has been, put in good hands for it to kind of grow from there but um yeah I, I don't know I don't want I don't want to see him step off the desk yet yeah I'm he's, he's one
1: me. of the he's one of the good ones in my opinion and I I just don't selfishly I don't want to see that go away you know um but football something that we haven't talked about in a while there's a a bunch of games that have been released and the been full schedule will be, will be released tomorrow um Black Friday game going to be the jets versus the dolphins first ever black friday game you
2: like it
0: a little extended thanksgiving why not
2: i mean they could do whatever they want at this point and you will get eyeballs on it yeah like they they what what did we do what did we talk about last year thursday night games stink the matchups suck yet where are we tuning on tuned in on the couch yeah they have the nfl has this wrapped around their finger
1: 'Cause fantasy football, fantasy football, sports betting, they've betting. opened up, you know, betting, you know, with all their partnerships and legalizing gambling in other different states and all the apps at your fingertips and even like not even just the the betting aspect, like on every telecast, they're like, Okay, like go to our app and pick the best thing and you know, get a chance to win twenty thousand dollars and you know, something like that. I mean, there's always something at stake for you. When you're watching a game, no matter who's playing, it doesn't matter if it's you know the 0 and 8 Browns versus the 1 and you know 7 Lions in, in the early 2000s. Like, there's always gonna be something at stake because someone's always gonna have someone on their team for fantasy football, and you could always take action in that game.
0: Yeah, mm, absolutely. So, that the, would the plan will be. Best Buy at five AM. Get my TV home to watch the game. Set it up with the TV. Up. Yeah, you have more than for you, you guys. To do that.
1: Were you guys big Black Friday guys growing up?
0: Hell no. Hell I, no. I do love. I really? Appreciate Cyber Monday though. I'm I'm a big Cyber Monday guy.
2: Were you a Black I Friday have,
0: guy? Not
2: like religiously,
1: but I've definitely so like in high school, like we camped out at Cabela's one 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 year because Cabela's in Texas. And it's like Bass Pro Shop. Um, they would give away like a gift to like the first I think like 200 people that were in line, and the gifts range from like like a like a rifle <laughs> to like gift cards to probably. like yeah like to to like actually nice gift and like they would they would disperse it, but they would keep like the best gifts to like the first like 25 people. So like you get like a pistol, a rifle, like like a crossbow, like. Cool stuff like that. Like, I got, I think, like a $50 gift card for just sitting in line. So th- that was and, cool. And, and a round of bullets. Right. But I wasn't door busting <laughs> at Best Buy or Target or Walmart or anything like that. No, I, my parents, I did were do like... a couple, I did do a couple of midnight releases for Call of Duty though. Um, fun. camping out yeah, with the I... me, waiting for it to come on midnight and then go I home think... and just drink a bunch of Mountain Dew.
0: I think the only thing I've like waited. Like late night for, or something like that, is the Harry Potter books. I'm pretty sure that's the only thing.
2: Harry <laughs> Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter books, like yeah, it's the only thing I've ever waited like up. I mean yeah, I've been to a, yeah.
0: There's been other midnight premieres that I've gone to for movies, but that's more so like uh, it's just fun and like people go to movies at night anyway. So I don't think that's that abnormal.
2: I've never waited online for anything other than like Harry Potter or Top Shot. We so. waited in line for oh, kazunori for sure. the other night that sorry then i i mean like waited in line for like a like an experience or like a a thing for food yes i've done franklin's we did a wait in line for kazu nori the other night which was actually really fire um i would say the but the nfl could do whatever they want we have three games in london the jags are playing back-to-back games in london kind of that's london's
1: team that's london's team
2: yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, and they're going to be good. So I think this is massive for the, once again, like the NFL is winning. Two games, in my what, team's going to Germany. How long do you think it's going to take for
1: them to be fully in London? I can't, dude, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're, know. They're, they're playing, they're playing three games there this season. I mean, not the Jags playing two games, but the NFL is playing three games there this season. It's not like it's that, like, out of sight, out of mind, you know, like, with with how much time is in between each game, you know, you could just also factor in bye weeks and stuff like that. The travel is not something that I think you really have to take into account that much. You can get out there a week early, you know, as soon as your game ends on Sunday night, you fly out on Monday, you know, or Sunday night, and you spend the whole week there, both teams. So I, I don't think it's that inconceivable. I mean, come on, you're talking about Jacksonville, Florida versus London, like that yeah, is. No, they
2: sell every game out. For sure. I mean, I'm dude, I d i have never been to Jacksonville. I don't plan on going. Like i not with like you.
1: It's not like it's a super rich history of Jacksonville Jaguars football either. In <laughs> fact the
2: opposite. Right. I would well say. and also
0: I mean, can't forget this in twenty eighteen, Khan bought he bought Wembley Stadium. He owns that stadium. So it's like it's already there.
1: Yep. And he, <laughs> him he and is,
0: him and his son. Yeah, he said multiple times <laughs> that he, you know, he wants that relationship to be long-standing with those fans there and, and that city there. So it just makes a lot of sense. And whether it becomes like a, a half and half kind of situation, where half's in Jacksonville, second half's in in England, I mean, I think it's eminent. Like it's coming soon for sure. Yeah, they're, I
1: mean, playing, they're, opening, they're playing two weeks. They're opening the door for Frankfurt, Germany, now too. Playing two games there. Um, I mean, I don't. I think you would have to look into more of an expansion realm whenever you get there, because like, what teams are going to end up relocating? Like, realistically, like, what NFL teams could you see relocate? Jags are our suspect number one,
2: but who else is out there to really relocate? Nobody. I, every other fan base is pretty cemented, in my opinion. I would say, like, you you would have to look at the newer teams. I would say you're not getting rid of Houston. They're nope. stuck. They're stuck. You're not getting rid of Carolina. There's they're chilling there. Tennessee's cemented, you know, the 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 Colts, like the, the, all these other the Jags are the only team that I feel have struggled where we've seen struggle put fans in the seats. We've seen struggle as a franchise so often that is not a deep rooted like the Lions and the Browns have sucked, but they're just deep rooted franchises. You know, Cleveland's a deep rooted football, at least deep rooted football city. Like Detroit's a deep rooted football city. So yeah, Jacksonville they don't have a long rich history like you're saying. I mean, I I think the half and half, like the Londonville Jaguars if they combine the team names, like the half and half to me is fair. Like a full eight games at home though is kind of, I mean, if they could work that out with bi-weeks and scheduling, that'd be crazy, but a full eight at home would be nuts in London. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I just think that it's like Toss said, it's imminent. I mean, if you're, if, if the ultimate goal in the NFL is to make money for these owners, which I'm sure with for Shad Khan, like businessman of all businessmen, right. You know, he bought Wembley for a reason. Um, that's by far the most financially lucrative move that you can do. Now I think the bigger obstacle here is just the league, right? Like it's the NFL, it's the national football league, you know, it's, it's getting every team and every single owner on board to approve the move. Of course, you know what I mean? So like, is every single team going to be like, uh, yeah, okay, let's do it. Um, or are there going to be some guys that push back because they don't want to travel to London? They want to keep it in the United States. You know, they don't want to go international. So I don't know. I think you really have yeah. to provide the the like hard evidence that like it's actually good financially for the entire league, which I, I think it is, you know, making making American football, world football. And obviously it's not going to over, overtake football, footy, soccer. But, you know, I think it's probably a close second now in terms of just like popularity around the world, I think.
2: I mean, basketball is pretty basketball, international, but tennis. But like, it's as far as like an American dominant sport. Yeah, I mean, they're going to Germany. You know, we could see something in Paris before, not before long. We could see something in Italy, Italy for sure. Yeah, we you know we could see something in Spain and by you know Australia. by and large, yeah. We've got say, was,
1: kickers all the time.
2: Like there's, the NFL has. Like the best case scenario going forward, in my opinion, right now with the way things have shook out with players, what teams they're on, like the Chiefs, Kansas, I would not call Kansas City. Oh, again, they're a deep, they're a rich history in football. Their stadium gets a lot of, you know, it, it gets loud. There's there's loyal fans. But when us growing up, I wouldn't say the Chiefs were a team that was heavily considered like as like, oh, like this is like a premier team. But now they'll be a premier team for the no, next they had, 10, they 15 years. Cool,
0: they had cool players that we liked. They but. Had, they had LJ. They had Jamal. Dremble.
2: Like... Drembo.
0: Somewhere over the
2: Blair do we uh the uh <laughs> they <had> the priest <laughs> priest homes but like yeah they had like of well, Trent Green and Alex Smith yep. and Brody Croyle and Matt Castle like all right yep. whatever you know like I, I the, think that
1: all the all the teams that have relocated so far are the ones I mean like that's the last ones besides Jacksonville cuz you look at St. Louis going to LA you look at the Chargers going to LA you look at Oakland going to Vegas like those were the ones that needed stadiums. Those were the ones that needed to kind of get a change of scenery. Um, there's really nothing else left. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee I'll- Tennessee's building a new stadium right now. Like they've already approved that.
2: Like they're they're not moving anywhere. And their stadium is like by the way, where it is right now, is smack dab in the middle of Nashville. But I'm saying, like, cheaps, Bengals, like someone you're saying, Toss Bangles always had cool players, but like you don't you think of like you don't think of Cincy as a premier football, like, oh wow, like this is like a team I want to watch every Sunday. Kansas City's not a team I want to watch every Sunday. Now you could slot those teams into prime time in addition to the Cowboys, the Giants, the Jets, right. where no matter how yeah. good or bad they are, that you're gonna have the fans there.
0: Well, you know, I mean, it just goes to show how important quarterbacks are. You want to know why they get paid that much? You want to know why they take chances on these guys? Eyeballs. is because you say that about Cincinnati, you say that about Kansas City, but those teams have Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, who a lot of people have as their number one, number two quarterbacks in the NFL. That changes everything. You want to talk about the Jags, Trevor Lawrence? He can change everything. Such a new franchise, if he is there for 15 years, that could completely rewrite the Jags' history in existence and completely turn them in a, in a different trajectory going forward. I, um I do want to mention, we were just talking about like relocating, but the, the Oakland A's they finalized that they are going to build a $1.5 billion stadium at the Tropicana resort and casino. That's where that is right now, which is on Las Vegas Boulevard. So they are going to be in the mix. Nick, you know the most about Vegas. Have you been to Tropicana before?
1: I have not. No, there's, okay. so, there's so many places to go in Vegas that it's like impossible to hit them all. It's
0: like right down the street from Mandalay Bay. Um, sweet. So it's in the mix. Look, there's, I mean, that, there's, that, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be sick. It's going to be there's brutal. so much
1: open real estate out there, but yeah, the closer that you put the stadiums and the ballparks to all the action the, you know, the better it's going to be obviously, because you want fans to stay in the hotels on the strip and just walk right over, right? Uber right over. I mean, Allegiant is is right off the freeway like right behind you know all of the right behind the strip all of the hotels and casinos so
0: it's right it's gonna be awesome it's right across the street from the MGM Grand so you can you can go watch the the A's play a night game (laughs) then you can go to Hakkasan and watch Nikki Snacks tear it up at the club two years from there you go Hakkasan
2: don't don't you know what you're talking about Vegas the uh you could gamble can you gamble in the stadiums can you like Uh, like
1: all right, I'm sure there's slots in Allegiant. We've not been there yet. We're gonna go next uh, year. Yeah, we're we'll we'll going go Super year, Bowl yeah. is there. We'll take a tour maybe. Um, because remember, Super Bowl is there next year.
2: Oh, we only have to go this year for like a game. We're just, just going to go. Period. That's sick. Uh, but yeah, like a A. That's the best case scenario for an Oakland A's franchise. Who the best thing that's happened in the stadium is some guy getting domed in the, like the bleachers this past year. Yeah, and I don't if you guys that photo, but yeah. No, the best like thing the... that's
0: happened in that stadium is them shooting the movie Moneyball there. Sure. Like actually, like sure. it Probably is. Yeah.
2: Chris, Chris Pratt. Thing. Well, I think that's, that's a good. Cool. It's a good set. I think that's a good segue to uh the game of the day toss.
0: Yeah, we're gonna play another game today. This game is called Actor or Baseball Player. What I am going to do is I'm going to name name a name and it's either going to be an actor or a baseball player and Nick and Josh you guys both get to guess which it is so without further ado I have 10 names for you guys we'll we'll get into it and of course um
1: we're taking after, turns or
0: I yeah I'll just I'll yeah we'll, we'll rotate we'll alternate so Nick you'll guess first on this first one and then Josh will guess first on the second one and then I'll just tell you um and and we can keep track if you guys want yeah but 50 it's more 50 so each. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna kick it I'll off. Keep track. And just by the way, like the, the baseball so players and the actors. Like, I did a little bit of research so that I can tell you who they are, because I'm trying to pick names that are somewhat um, discreet. I get not discreet. No, just you, not not super well known. Well known. Um, okay, first Up one. Up and here. comers. Potentially, potentially. Scott Nicholson. Is he an actor or a baseball player, Nick? Actor. Okay, Josh. Actor. That is correct. Scott Nicholson is Colin from Succession. Oh, nice. Okay, Okay. number two. Jake Cousins. Is he an actor or a baseball player? Josh. Ball player. Nick. Actor. He is a ball player. He is a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers. Number three, Tyler Gilbert. Is he an actor or a baseball player? Nick?
1: Oof, God, that sounds like a baseball name, but I'm gonna go actor.
0: Josh you know, Ball player. He is a baseball player. He's a pitcher for the D backs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he knew it already.
0: <laughs> did you know that? fantasy baseball? No, it's not fantasy baseball. I did I you know actually that. know who that
2: was? I no, I didn't know what team he was on, but I know I'd heard the name before in baseball. Yes.
0: Okay, moving on number four john paul reynolds josh
2: don't you try john Wilkes booth me right here i'm going actor nick actor
0: he is an actor he oh. plays drew in search party and he is also in the most recent season of yellow jackets fun fact I auditioned for the role that he got. There you go. <laughs> your, boy, your boy, John Paul Russell beat me out for it. And he does a fantastic job in the role. <laughs> thought you guys would like that one. Okay. Moving on. Number five, Austin Freeman. Nick.
1: Austin Freeman is a actor.
0: Josh. Actor. He is an actor. He's in guardians of the galaxy. Volume three, he plays the onset version of Groot. Dre okay. Jameson. Josh.
2: Uh ball player. Nick? Baseball player.
0: That's right. He's another pitcher for the D backs. Bronson Webb. Nick.
1: Oh man. I want to say ball player because of Bronson Arroyo, but I'm gonna go <laughs> I'm gonna go
2: actor. Josh. I'm also going to go actor.
0: He is an actor. That one was a tricky one. Not Bronson Arroyo, Brandon Webb. Just wanted to kind of mix up. Has those Josh got one wrong there. yet? He has not. Uh, he plays Jeremy and Ted Lasso. Bronson Webb. Okay. Uh, okay. Tommy Malone. Josh. Ball player. Nick? Baseball player. He is a baseball player he's a pitcher for the mariners. He has one start this season. Congratulations, Tommy. Tate Donovan. Nick, baseball player. Josh,
2: actor and I believe he's the voice of Hercules.
0: He is an actor. He's not the voice of Hercules. Well, he may he could be. He's in <laughs> Ghost. He's in Ghosted with that that new movie with Chris Evans and Ana de Armas which is like the fifth thing they've been in together. Sidney Sweeney. I'm, I'm almost positive. Back-to-back.
2: I'm almost positive he went to USC because I think that's the guy that spoke at the US when audition for USC. I think he spoke. Yeah,
0: he is. He is the voice of Hercules. Wow, Josh, what a deep bag reference there, buddy.
2: Got you right. Okay,
0: and the last one, my personal favorite, Chris Davis, actor or baseball Whoa. player. Is it both? It is because... both. Nick, way to go, buddy. He, of course, he's retired now at this point, right?
2: Bull, bull, yeah, exactly.
0: Exact same spelling K H R I S. Um, that's the Chris Davis that I'm talking about, the baseball player, athletics guy, of course. And then there is an actor named Chris Davis who is playing George Foreman in the biopic, mm. the big George Foreman that, that just came out, I think. Um,
2: I think you only got one wrong, Nick, right? I got two wrong.
0: You got two no, wrong. wrong. I got three wrong. You get Tyler Gilbert wrong? Yep. Yeah, caught. Yeah, yeah. I thought Good. those were some like some names that Tough. were kind of wish washy Honestly, like could have gone either way. Tough. Joshua, I took some guesses. A, a, a perfect. Uh, perfect the score only names I
2: really knew were Tate Donovan for sure, and Drew Jameson,
0: the pitcher for the Diamondbacks.
2: Yeah, I knew he. I, yeah, because yeah, he, he knew Tyler he's, Gilbert. I need. I know Tyler Gilbert. I didn't know that name.
0: Um who is it he's a
1: baseball nerd dude you can't you can't play these games against me
0: okay we'll we'll mix it up you know a a lot about baseball too dude i'll pick a different sport next time so we can mix it up so that josh's josh's fantasy knowledge doesn't come into play (laughs) jameson is actually pitched in he's good no he's he's pretty
2: he's not bad he's like a prospect he's like legit yeah, the right, other well, guys have gotten, like, one star. Play football next time, okay. man.
0: That's what I'll we'll do, but I, I thought it was a fun one. So Sarah Patch watermelon
2: to... over here. doesn't get all pissy about it. He's not pissy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I just want to give some shout-outs, though, to those to those baseball players, of course, and to those actors, because um, a lot of those guys, we know their work, and we actually like it a lot. We just don't know what their name is. It's a bunch of you, that guys.
2: Yeah, they are. The I will say, though, in your last – in your last uh, game, you played, you did accidentally. I don't mind it going worst to best. And one of the players, Johan Ramirez, commented. Crying
0: laughing, <laughs> crying face laughing
2: face emoji. Well,
0: he he commented that because he wasn't the fifth, he wasn't the first guy named <laughs> he the first first. I Yeah, he was so. fourth. Or, or, he was fourth.
2: which <laughs> yeah. like, look, you're the pros. You you gotta know at some point. Hey, as
0: as long as I got his, as long as I pronounced his name correctly, which I think I did. You did uh,
2: across the board. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, good stuff there. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. Epi as always. Yeah. Yeah. To tomorrow night, buddy.
2: We'll see you guys next time. That, that's right. me sticking epi pin in my chest. Why?
0: <laughs> to come back to life? Because
1: because a, a good epi. A
0: good oh, epi. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, sorry, my
0: bad. <laughs> yeah, they no, it was a bunch bad. of baseball players, but that one went over his head. <laughs> see you next time. The charity strike, It's your free throws because they free. We out.